Hello, hello, lovely people. Welcome in to uh, That Sounds Gay. My name is Jer, and I will be your podcast host for the next amount of time, however long that ends up being. I'm also dual recording for YouTube. Jake was like, you should be filming your podcast. And I was like, film them? What's the point in making a podcast if they're going to be filmed? And he's like, I don't know, everybody's doing it. And I'm like, okay, why not? I'll try it out. So uh, yeah, we're trying a duel as well today. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I hope your week is going well. It's weird right now seeing Twitter dissolve in front of my eyes, but I'm also sort of living for all this drama because like I'm a chismosa and I always have been and I always will be I love drama I love seeing it happen I love being away from it and not having it be about me (laughs) I love just all the nonsense but I also don't like it at the same time because this whole move is really hurting a lot of people it's gonna affect millions of people that use this app It's affecting people's data right now. People are saying that a lot of people's data is being sold. I don't know who's buying it. The the idea of, like, selling data on the internet is so weird to me because I'm like, who's buying somebody's tweet analytics? Or, like, what are they exactly purchasing? Like, we know that John Smith lives on 1234 69 Sesame Street, and we're going to use that to target him with ads about things that are in his area like Taco Bell that's having a sale like who who's buying this information what are they doing with it that that whole thing doesn't like make sense to me on top of the fact that like a lot of people are losing their jobs a lot of people have been laid off I just read something that a hundred people all quit at once because they are just not happy with the restructuring and it's brought up some really interesting capitalistic conversations here and I think we need to remember that Elon Musk bought Twitter on an impulse Elon Musk bought something that was worth less than what he paid for it and if you buy a junker car like I did when I turned 21 because I didn't have a vehicle I bought a $2,000 car on credit And I realized it was falling apart, so I put another $5,000 of work into it, only for it to crumble and dissolve in front of my eyes, in in my fingers. (laughs) I, I felt it dissolve away, and it withered away until it was gone. And I made a bad investment there. That was on me. That was my fault. And what's happening here is completely Elon's fault. And I hate talking about him. I hate having his name in my mouth. I hate hearing about him. Like, I'm really over it. But at the same time, this rich man and his need to continue to pursue wealth and money is now affecting so many people, including a way that I connect with friends, the way that I network for my business, the way that... I interact with the world in many capacities. Twitter sort of became my main squeeze when Tumblr decided to block all spicy content from their website. And I I completely understand why Tumblr did it um, for the purpose of app inclusion and not wanting to break Apple's rules, blah, blah, blah. 
But at the same time, the same kind of thing happened with Tumblr is that I forget who bought it. Was it Verizon? Who bought who bought Tumblr? I can't remember. I'm going to have to Google this afterwards and fact check. But I remember when Tumblr got bought, it got bought for way more than what it was worth, way more than what advertising was making. And some rich mogul was like, I can make money off of this because it's popular. And the reason why a lot of these types of websites are popular is because of actual human beings that are meme culturaling and shit posting and copy pastaing each other to create this sort of interaction online that replicates what we would have seen maybe in the 40s, 50s, 60s of bar culture, of uh, Main Street culture. I was watching this really fascinating video on TikTok about this this girl was talking about, you know, back in the day, 30, 40, 50 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, there was a sense of community where you weren't so busy with life. You weren't really stuck out in the suburbs. Suburb culture hadn't quite grown the way that it does now. There was a main street, you know, that everybody kind of worked in. And once you were done with your shift, you would go to like the bar, the pub or whatever like the communal hangout spot was the the country club wherever wherever your friends were you'd go there and you just kind of hang out for an hour or two after work you'd commune with people you'd kind of watch the news together and you'd all like share the gossip and you'd go your separate ways and then maybe you'd have your girl or your guy friends over and have a little a little chat some tea over the weekend and spend some time together and that was like how you built up relationships but as the suburbs and as the main street culture sort of died and the way that capitalism has sort of driven out main streets and places that people go to commune together and meet friends, the way that people meet now is through online spaces. And they have for many, many years now as the Internet's gotten bigger. I would argue probably since like the mid 2000s, this has sort of been growing in these digital spaces have really grown in prominence and people are finding their communities there. They're finding their people there that they like to identify with and that they can build actual relationships with. Most of my friends, I think I would say probably about a good 95% of my friends I've met online, either through YouTube or Twitter, Instagram, um, through Twitch in particular, because that's what I'm on that's my like day job is Twitch, you know, and streaming on there. So like I meet a lot of people online. I form those relationships online. I am forming these communities and a lot of people are doing the same thing. They're meeting their people in these spaces. And that sort of space is what we're seeing right now happening on Twitter is what mall culture did to Main Street. I think uh, if you if anybody's watched Stranger Things season three in particular, there's a mall that crops up in town and all the little small businesses are getting absorbed by the mall culture because everybody's going to the mall. Everybody's hanging out there and it really shatters these small places that were once home to safety. But as we've seen now, mall culture is getting absorbed by something else. You know, online shopping has really destroyed the mall culture and as we move into these spaces of digital age and moving into these non-physical spaces, we start to kind of squash out 
those physical spaces that we were in because it's just more convenient. There's not a lot of time in the day. You go and you do your job. You get home. You don't have a lot of energy. Who's really got the time to drive 25, 30 minutes to the mall and exhaust your time there when everything is so hustly now? I think when I was a kid, or I say kid, like <laughs> when I was 18, 19, you know, I would work and I had maybe like 25-ish hours that I was working. I made enough money to kind of pay what I needed to pay off when I was in uh, my apartment up when I was still in college. I was maybe working like... 30 hours a week, and that was enough to pay rent. Um, I used my student loans because I was in college to kind of supplement some other stuff. But, like, for the most part, I didn't really need to work that much. So I could go and hang out at the mall. I could go and visit my partner at the time. I could go and spend an entire day just kind of goofing around. And same with him. I mean, he was living at home. He didn't really have anything he was paying off. But when we moved out together and we were living on our own, and our combined jobs making minimum wage was paying off our rent. We were able to eat pretty decently. We were going out all the time. We were hanging out a lot. It's just too expensive now. And the minimum wage job or even a high paying job doesn't pay enough. So you're going to work and you're stressing out about money. So you work overtime, you pick up an extra shift, you are exhausted because you're stressed because you made only enough and you're like, this is going to cover groceries for like this week. And maybe like my gas and utilities, I still have to work this many more hours. If I want to do this, I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to think about spending time with people anymore because it's too stressful to think about that. So I'm just going to hang out in my digital space where it's safe. I don't have to expend a lot of energy. I can shop there if I need to. I don't have to go and interact with other people because I'm exhausted by them all day. There's so many more factors now of why we've moved towards this digital realm. And that's why it's worked out so well, I think, for people that had work from home over the Pandorosa and why so many people are so resistant to go back to the office because there's so much less stress at home. Everything is there. You want to order your food. You want to order your groceries. You want to be with your family. You want to do your job and you can be just as productive. You don't have to interact with all your stanky coworkers and you can stress at home and cry at home without needing all your coworkers to see it happen. And your breakdown of not wanting to be in the office, you can do that from the safety of your home. And that's why a lot of people are moving that way. And so all this to say is we're moving towards this digital realm and we're sort of existing here because this is the safest place for many of us. When these rich moguls come in like Elon Musk and destroy our safe place, it's really quite devastating. It's the same feeling that a lot of those people felt when their small businesses were killed by the mall. How a lot of these mall businesses felt when the internet killed it. You know, there's always going to be uh, a predator in the world. They say that is survival of the fittest. There's always going to be a hunter. There's going to be someone who's trying to be at the, the top dog. And right now that's Elon. And Elon's really just squashing this space. So I think a lot of us are really feeling the stress of that. Because like, where are we going to go now? Where are we going to move on to? Facebook is ass. Anybody who's on Facebook and isn't a Karen or 65 years old posting your vacation trips to Africa as you spend all your money <laughs> and rub it in the faces of everyone who doesn't have it. There's like there's not a lot of young people on Facebook that are really doing 
groundbreaking stuff. Facebook is essentially like troll haven and like a place to get pitched weird ads that you don't actually want. Instagram is kind of trash too because of the same thing. Um, Instagram has kind of gotten into a place of <sighs> insidiousness. Instagram is weird. I feel like I see more posts about people that I don't follow than people that I do follow, which is odd. I don't get that at all, how I'm scrolling through and I'll be like, who's this person? Who's this random model? What's this ad? Where's my friends? Where's Carly doing, uh, showing off her vacation photo? You know, where's, where's this or that? Like, I don't, I don't see that anymore. Uh, it's just a bunch of ads. So like Instagram's not really it. Tumblr, I think a lot of people are kind of moving back towards. I think the idea of a blogging site is interesting, but at the same time, Tumblr's kind of hard because things only get traction if you repost them. And I don't think a lot of people want certain content on their like blog. So it'll be interesting to see where everyone moves off to as Twitter slowly starts to dissolve now am I going to be the band in Titanic just sitting, playing my sad little instrument until it completely sinks into the water? Yes, I'm going to. I, I don't... I'm sad about Twitter dying. I understand that it's going to. I'm not in denial about it at all. But at the same time, I'm going to ride it out until it's completely in the water because I don't quite know where my resting place is going to be. Like, I still have my Discord where my community is at. I've got you know, my Tumblr that I can go back to and revisit and exist on. Um, but it's going to be odd. It's going to be odd that there's feasibly no more Twitter. Uh, as far as my adult life has been concerned, Twitter's been in most of it, or at least I've been generally aware of it. So it's like so weird to see such a an important part, I think, of internet culture dying. And it's kind of sad at the same time kind of sad in, in reality. And I think this is a good lesson for us to remember that the rich are not on our side. And when we say eat the rich, like we really need to be smart about how we're operating our day-to-day -day lives, what we're consuming from, what we're giving our attention to as far as social media is concerned, um, who we're giving that time to, and how we're voting, if you vote, if you are a part of that system, how you're voting and moving forward on how wealthy people are allowed to continue to make decisions for all of us that they're so detached from and have no actual concept of. And I think this was such a, <laughs> a misstep in so many ways, and many of us agree with that. Such a misstep of Elon to think that he could have taken this space and like made it better by paying out more than what it even generated. That's the most bonkers thing to me is like, I think it was estimated that Twitter only made like $5 million a year or something, maybe more than that. I don't know. I'm not, I, I maybe I'm underselling it, but it only made that much from like advertisers, right? which is like a good amount of money, but that's not like super wealthy because you're paying for all this data space across the world. You're paying employees, you're paying for cybersecurity, data, all that, you know? So like, if you're only making that much and generating that much and your analytics have been reflecting that, why would you buy it for more than what it was worth? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, it, for my original car that I brought up, It'd be like if I went to the used car lot and they're like, all right, this car is worth $2,000. And I'm like, I'm going to give you 10 
let me pull out a loan and I'm going to give you $10,000 for it. And they're like, well, it's not worth that, but I'll take it. Like, you don't want that money. That's okay. Like, I still get paid. So it's, this, this is the most baffling part is that he really did think that all this was just going to, like, work out and it was going to be fine. But that is a, that's, that's a whole other story. Again, I'm kind of kind of tired about hearing of him. I'm kind of tired in general about hearing his name. So that's the most attention to it that I'm going to give it this time. But I did think it was interesting to bring up all these digital moves and where we're kind of going societally. And I think uh, spaces like live streams in particular, I think um, I think Twitch and YouTube are really going to thrive as Twitter's dying. I think um, TikTok already is doing pretty well. It, it tracks very well with young people. The problem with TikTok, though, is that people stay there. People don't leave TikTok. You go in and you're stuck there in a portal for like two hours. It's like going into Target. You know, you go in there with the intention of like, I'm going to check my likes or I'm going to post a video or I'm going to see if uh, Veronica has done a little more in the office, if they've unionized yet. I want to see if Ashley got fired. You know, I want to go see the I want to go see those two scoop crystal videos for just a few minutes. And then you end up scrolling for hours and hours and hours and hours and you've lost an entire day just to doom scrolling on Twitter or on, a, on on TikTok and liking a bunch of stuff and sending 30 things to your friends, which by the way, can I just say, please don't send me 30 posts in a day. I'm not going to watch all those. I can't, I don't have time or energy to watch my 30 videos of TikTok that I'm going to watch and then react to the 30 random videos you sent to me. I don't have the energy for that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to open up the notification and move on. Please don't do that. Please don't send your friends a billion videos. <laughs> Time is precious, okay? It's very precious. Um, but yeah, people don't leave TikTok. So my hope would be that in the coming months, even in maybe like the next year or so, <clears throat> excuse me, I would hope that uh, maybe there's some web developer out there that's like, you know what? I'm going to create something that's similar to Twitter. We're going to create a space where people can post their statuses, post their photos, and interact with other people that are like-minded in a really compact, easy way to, to operate. And I, I would hope that that would start to crop up or emerge, because we've definitely seen that over the years. As Vine died, TikTok picked up. It took a little while for people to develop that app, but it happened. You know, Tumblr died, and a couple other, like, blogging websites opened up and revealed themselves. There have been a lot of um, art pages that people have found um, and have moved forward. Honestly, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, there might be a resurgence of Reddit. Reddit was really big when I was a, when I was younger. And a lot of people used that um, when they weren't on Craigslist. Because Craigslist, I remember when I was first on the internet, Craigslist was it. <laughs> Craigslist was where everybody was at. And um, <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I still don't understand that. People moved on to Reddit, and that was pretty big. And I think a lot of, um, like, subculture people have stayed on Reddit in the same way that, like, subculture groups have stayed on Tumblr. And I say that with respect, of course. I don't mean that in any disrespect at all. But, you know, people who are, like, the the Supernatural fans, the Doctor Who fans, the, the emo art bloggers who listen to Paramore every single hour of every single day. Those types of people are still sitting around on, on Tumblr. And 
you know, there's like very specific subgroups of people that are on Reddit and hang out in subreddits. And that's where they connect with people. And I think maybe we might go into an age of blogging again. Maybe we'll start seeing that happen. I definitely think it's going to be an interesting situation to see how people move forward, especially because this doesn't just affect us as everyday people. This affects businesses too. Like Jack in the Box uses Twitter to put out promos, to interact with other, their, their base, you know, people use Twitter to complain. You go to a restaurant and the staff was horrible and you try to call their number, but nobody picks up because nobody's ever at desks anymore. They have all these automated voices because these companies don't want to pay for actual people to resolve conflicts. So you tweet at them and you're like, McDonald's, I just didn't get my order right. And the person was super rude and I paid all this money and I want my food back. And they're like, oh, here you go. Here's a coupon. Also, we're so sorry. Um, here's what we can do. Like Twitter is the customer support network. That's like the Better Business Bureau. That's HR. <laughs> That's like every single place that you need to contact because somebody's actively always sitting at those desks tweeting out, which is so fascinating. Um, and so like, I don't know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how businesses are affected too, because what are they going to do? Again, Instagram and Facebook kind of suck for networking. I can't really see companies like, I don't know, Target going and like blowing up. Like what's Target going to TikTok about? TikTok's, (laughs) could you imagine? They use the Carly Rae Jepsen sound, but they like have influencers go into Target and they're like, when I go into Target for soap, And I see the candle section. I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you. Like, (laughs) maybe I'm getting this visual, but I'm actually, I could believe that would actually happen. Um, (laughs) I'll start using all these meme sounds that the kids are using and apply it to their business model somehow. And like, they'll have a whole social media branch that's just dedicated to making like meme stuff. I'm saying Bass Pro Shop using, uh, that uh that one sound that everybody was doing where they uh they like go from regular into the red and they do like the sexy silhouette but some <laughs> something like that but with <laughs> catching a fish <laughs> or like gold's gym doing that too with like some hunky guy doing this silhouette while like lifting weights and the whole gym turns red i don't know like it it's going to be interesting to see how businesses adapt their models to avoid uh, Twitter now because I really don't think they're going to get that much on Instagram. Instagram's probably the closest thing, but someone uh, recently was breaking that down and was talking about how Instagram is essentially a marketplace now more than anything. Instagram is where you go when you want to like sell product. You want to move a product out. You make cookies. So you post them on Instagram. People see it. They've got really quick links that they can go to your website or buy it straight there. Maybe you're selling a shirt, you're advertising a product, and it goes straight there. So on some level, businesses might be able to thrive a little bit more on there. But it's good. I I don't know if the consumers are necessarily going to travel that way. So all this is all speculation as we kind of chit chat (laughs) about all of this. But I think I've talked long enough about this. I I like 
breaking down what I think is going to happen going forward. What words did I just use? I don't know if that was English. Maybe it wasn't. I think my brain was moving faster than uh, my mouth was. But uh, yeah, whatever ends up happening going forward, it's going to be really interesting to see for sure. But um, thank you for listening. And uh, I am trying very hard to get a couple of guests to come on. I've got a couple of uh, really fun topics that I want to breach going forward. So I'm going to try and get some people on here that we can chat with. And I am uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see y'all next week. I'll talk to y'all next week. Please take care of yourselves. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Goodbye.